Hello. Welcome once again to Bullets, Brothels, and Bots, a Westworld podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and with me in the state of Michigan. This is Eric. Eric, how are you, sir? I am well. Excellent. And in the state of New York? Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how are you? I am bored. <laughs> All right, well, hopefully uh, this episode will uh, get your blood flowing and your mind moving. And I'm just talking smack. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But either way, uh, who we are, we are part of the Dark Discussions News Network, which is www.darkdiscussions.com. You can email us at darkdiscussions at AOL.com or email us through the... But only if you live in the United States. Uh, and, 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 <laughs> and you can email us in, uh, at uh, the contact us link on the menu on darkdiscussions.com, the website where you can find many podcasts, including Dark Discussions podcasts, as well as this one here. This podcast here can be found on the website, but it also can be found at Bullets, Brothels, and Bots, a Westworld podcast, wherever podcasts are found. But it's also part of the Dark Discussions podcast feed uh, as well. Um, so, uh, if you do email us, just write Westworld in the subject and we will read your message on the podcast. And, uh, we do have one email tonight from a foreign nation, which Eric kind of alluded to. Uh, and we will probably read that in a moment. Um, I think that's pretty much it for folks who are new to this podcast. Basically we spoil everything, uh, because most people who come to this podcast want, to hear other opinions and discussions on the episode of Westworld. And this podcast basically talks about each episode of Westworld on HBO Max, uh, based off of Michael Crichton's original, I guess, uh, movie and idea and screenplay. Uh, And this show here on HBO Max is created by Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy, starring many folks, um, including uh, Evan Rachel Wood. Um, all right, I think we do have an email tonight, and uh, Eric, uh, you're so kind to uh, read it for us tonight. <laughs> well, just so people know, for some reason, Phil decided the best way to get this email to me, instead of just hitting forward in his email program, was to copy the email and paste it into a text message and then send it to me on my phone. So I then had to copy the text message into an email and send it back to myself so I could pull it up on my computer large enough to read while I'm in front of my microphone. So I went through a lot of effort on this. I hope it's appreciated. <laughs> Mention the whole thing of having to put it in Google Translate from Canadian to American. Yeah, that's, that's right. I had to translate it from Canadian to all right, here we go. Hello, gentlemen. Hope you're doing well. This week, it sure felt like a mashup of The Matrix with a little bit of inv- Invasion of the Body Snatchers as well, especially the sequence with the rebel humans and Stubbs' rescue mission of the outlier, who slightly reminded me of William's wife and daughter. I'm being a little nitpicky, but it was weird how Charlotte realizes there's been a breach incursion. The infected humans seem to go all Invasion of the Body Snatchers slash Matrix, making it feel very dangerous and like only a Herculean effort is going to allow them to ever survive the insurmountable odds. Yet magically, after they shoot William and rescue the outlier, they then just seemingly skip the actual nigh-impossible escape. We just find them back at the dock like split. 
I get most of it is likely for cost and time, just weird pacing in my opinion. It also feels like they may have overpowered both Charlotte and Christina like they did with Maeve. I'm not against Charlotte and Christina questioning or reaching a form apothesis in their own ways. I don't know what that word means. Uh, I enjoy the questioning of reality and what reality means to each person slash host. I do wonder how they will end up balancing out yet another overpowering of sorts through the story. I did like the William storyline, and it would be fun if he somehow contributes to toppling Bond-esque villain Charlotte somewhere down the road, almost in a redemption arc that his human version would never, ever actually choose to take. Enough meandering this week. I did like this episode, and aside from my few nitpicky points, it feels like they're really bringing things together much better with each passing episode. Thank you for your time. Wishing you guys and all the listeners a very happy happy week ahead. Sean from St. Albert. Alberta, Canada, or nobody named from no place particular. <sighs> oh, I need um, a break. He, he did actually have, have a fair point there uh, about the escape. Um, and I didn't even think of that. So uh, that's, that oh, was, yeah. I, it's yeah. fiction. Yeah. All oh, right. It's fiction that we kind of like want to see, right? It was, um, I think this was a. I like this episode. Don't get me wrong. All right, let's go uh, around and, and discuss the. Uh, if we liked it, so let's start with you, Mike. Since you're beginning. Okay, so I liked this episode, but it it was it was light on action. So I think having that escape, or at least a little bit more of that, you know, might have been nice. Um, because you know, it's not like there were three people chasing after them. You know, there's literally the entire city that could be going after them. So um, it feels like a, a little bit of a, a cheat, uh, you know, well, I, this, this, if you want this, to, if you want to make like, an excuse, uh, it was William that uh, did something to activate the whole behavior of them being chased down. Maybe it got deactivated when he was shot. So I'm just going to go with that to make myself happy and get on with the night. But then I, I would, I would have shown that I'm just saying, all right. But otherwise, right, so, other than that, so, so, I, and by the way, I don't know. Maybe that term was apotheosis. Uh, yep, that could be it. Okay, so and I've heard the term. I've never known what it means. Uh, but I looked it up in a base. Only I was sitting in front of a device that would allow me to look up the definition of words. Like a phone. <laughs> no, like a computer. Uh, right, glorification a, of a subject to divine a, levels and commonly the treatment of human beings. Any, so basically, it makes them divine God. rank or stature. So, which has apparently nothing to do with the subject. Yeah, I. All right, so, so, so Mike, I, we we just want to know your opinion and and you know whatnot. We can get into all I that other it, stuff. I got it. Okay. So yeah, so I like the episode. Um, this should answer a lot of questions, if not all of them, but certainly a lot of them that people have had, and I think they've set up some interesting ideas for going to next week, and I also want to say that the uh, blurb for this on, on HBO Max is possibly the greatest blurb in the history of television episodes, because the blurb for this was simply, God is bored. <laughs> All right. Is that anything else, Mike? No, that's it. All right. Uh, for me, uh, once again, this is episode five of season four. We are recording this on July 25th, 2022. Uh, the episode is called Zwang Z. Uh, Craig William 
McNeil uh, directed, and it was written by Wes Humphrey and Lisa Joy. It aired July 24th, 2022, U.S. viewership during live uh, release uh, to be determined. Uh, last week's was uh, 310,000. Um, for me, um, I think this may be my favorite episode so far of the season. Um, though Sean's points in his email kind of make me go, oh, that sucks. So he, he has valid points there. But Sean, reason- ruining the show. Good job, Sean. Yeah, well, either way, though, uh, this episode I felt was pretty pretty good. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. It was more of a, like, thriller and techno thriller and mystery and stuff, and I kind of liked that stuff. Um, I, I'm still not sure where they're going. Uh, I, I'm still convinced that there's going to be some sort of, like, this isn't this world really doesn't exist except as code, you know, something like a matrix. So that's just where I'm thinking they're going. Uh, as Sean mentioned in his email. Um, so all in all though, uh, a pretty solid episode. Uh, let's go to you, Eric. Yeah. I like this episode. Um, I was right about something and Mike was right about something and Phil is wrong about something. So that's always the best. Um, <laughs> Uh, I thought it was Mike, cool. remember this. He's, he's, he's giving you good dib- vibes or dibs for once. Anyway, continue. Indeed. Indeed. No, right. Right. Turns out Mike was right about something he's been saying the whole season. So good job, Mike. Uh, right, so and tossing a lot of shit on the wall to see if anything stuck. <laughs> and it turns out that Evan Rachel Wood is a liar. So I'm a little disappointed in her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but I thought, uh, yeah, everything came together the way I, I was uh, anticipating to a certain extent. Um, and there's been a new element added, uh, which kind of adds some intrigue as to what exactly is happening and why. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing the continuation of the story. All right. Sounds good. Um all right, so uh, we can pretty much uh, discuss pretty much the whole episode, high points, important aspects, uh, what we think is going on, things of that nature. Uh, again, we are, uh, are going to spoil it, so no spoiler warning necessary. Uh, and again, most people who are listening to this podcast have already watched the show. Um, all right, so uh, where do we want to begin? Uh well, I'll, I'll say this: they and this is this is going to be the problem with your matrix theory, Phil. Um, is that they have almost brought all the story elements together, almost, almost, because they have by bringing in Stubbs and the rest of the team from the desert, right? So now that's brought the Bernard story yep. in. Um, yep. and the only thing that we're missing is bringing in, um, Evan Rachel Wood, who is in theory in the same place. I suppose you could argue she's in a virtual simulation of this world. Nah. But, but, but I'm saying that's, but I, but we've now, the only thing that had not been completely, uh, inhabited by our characters that we knew were in the real world was New York City, and now New York City had been invaded by Team Stubbs. And so there's at least a real New York City. So unless the, the either Caleb or Dolores, sorry, Christine, is in a, um, a a simulation of this real city, then I 
think we're mostly in the real world. Um, there's still questions about how do you bring back the character that they had said they really, truly, and finally, and actually really did kill off, who was a human. <laughs> you know, uh, that, that, that remains to be explained. Um, Caleb was completely absent from this episode. Maeve was completely absent from this episode, but I don't, I don't have a problem with that because I think there was a lot of, uh, we needed to see what the Cylons were doing, right? We needed the side the, the villain's point of view this week. And that's what we got. Now, uh, let me ask you this. Um, as we know from last season, uh, Charlotte was having this big reveal of army or whatever she was had going on. And they just skipped ahead seven years as if none of that happened. Are we assuming now, probably for money reasons or just where they want to go in the story, that they just went from her and this army to where they are today, where she already won and took over the world? Is, remember, is that... uh, remember season one of Game of Thrones? Yeah. Uh, where they were building up to this huge battle. And at the start of the battle, Peter Dinklage is hit in the back of the head and he blacks out. Yeah, he's knocked out. And then we cut to the battle. And the battle is over. I think that's what happens here. That's what I'm thinking, too. Yeah, yeah. It was just a cost thing. They they clunked Caleb on the head. And then Caleb woke up after the battle was all over. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Game of Thrones did it a hell of a lot better, though, because he got knocked out, and then we see him wake up, and the battle's over, and it makes sense. We're with his perspective. Well, here, it's like, it kind of reminded me of what Kathy Bates said in Misery, which is, you have to start with Misery in the coffin underground, and those serials don't cheat on us anymore. And I think they kind of. Oh, this show has been cheating all along. So what's the difference? Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. (laughs) All right. All right. So that answered my question. All right. So where do we want to begin? What what, what do we want to start and talk about? Let's talk about outliers. Hello, what was it? Outliers. Okay. So there seems to be something happening now. First of all, it is confirmed in this episode that, yes, this is New York City, and these are humans being controlled by Charlotte with her big tower of sound. Um, and there's this neat little opening scene where she's just having fun making her puppets dance. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Huh? Yeah. I can't understand the word you're saying. Yeah, I, I can't either. Chair. You have to spell it. C-H-A-I-R. Chair. The oh, thing on chair. Top. Right. Sit. Yes, there's a human chair she sits in. Yep. Um, but it turns out there's something going on with the humans. Apparently, outliers are still a thing. Caleb was an outlier. And there are outliers that are waking up from their loops. Uh, and not being controlled by the sound anymore. And when that happens, somehow 
they were able to transmit the parasite that they were infected with to be controlled back to the hosts. And I find that whole thing a little weird. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to explain what's going on there. Because uh, it seems like Charlotte would have been smart enough to make sure that the host wouldn't be affected by this parasite. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but then again, the best uh, computer systems do get bugs. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Why wouldn't Charlotte be affected by the parasite? Why wouldn't any host be? Why would any host be affected by the parasite? They're the ones that developed it. I think they would develop it in a manner that wasn't harmful to themselves. I didn't think any of them were affected by the parasite. They are now. That's what I'm saying. And it doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah because they stop and they listen. And then but those are the they, And then they kill themselves. No, but no, they're, they're, it's like those aren't they all robots? I no, they were <laughs> here's what's going on. Yeah. They're outliers. When outliers get to a point where they're not being controlled anymore, right. somehow they can transmit the parasite no, back to the hosts. No, I explained it for Mike because apparently he didn't. Yeah, Mike, 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 the assassins that are going after uh, the outliers are so, hosts. Yeah. Yes. So right. the woman we see at the very beginning of the show. She's a host. In the cold open. She's a host. Right. And she somehow got infected by an outlier, which is why she went on a rampage and then died. Or she, she did she kill herself? Well, she was going to, but eventually they they just killed her instead. I think Charlotte. Yeah. Just, well, I think uh, no, because they they they're going to send her off to be transcended, and then she goes yeah. and kills herself at the water fountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And the reason she did that is because she was infected by an outlier. That's right. Right, but, but I don't. And, know that, and, I don't know that it's the same infection. I think it's a, um, I think it's a metaphor. I, I was under the assumption it was a metaphorical infection and not an actual infection, if that makes any sense. Well, it's some sort of program or, or bug or defect or something that is sent back, it, whether it's empathy or, or human emotions where, where they actually have feelings, goes back to the host and then that makes them malfunction. Is, is my, what I'm I, I was now. thinking it was something along the lines of how uh, we saw Dolores's father back way back in season one. Yeah, yeah. When he sees the photograph and he starts to, to short circuit, right. uh, have to put him in cold storage. That's what I was thinking was going on. I wasn't thinking that it was the flies that were infecting them. No, that, I don't think that's what Eric's saying. He's, I, I think he's saying it's, it's something like what I said, which is these people are all messed up there because of their outliers. And then they suddenly see the tower, as we saw with the homeless guy uh, that uh, Christine uh, talked to in like episode one or two. And then we see him again in this episode. And when he has his empathy moment and says, thank you. And, and I have feelings and all these other things that, uh, sadness or depression or, or, or something, the host that went to kill him, that whatever he does, he says, it is a trigger to screw up her programming. And so it's not a fly. I assume that's what you're assuming too, Eric, right? I don't, I don't understand how it's happening or okay. what exactly is happening, which is why I wanted to talk about it. Right. Well, let's, let's talk about this. You know, you, you Eric, especially have said that, 
um, once hosts have sentience, then they should have rights in their being and whatever. So mm-hmm. let's assume, assume that they're sentient, even though they are robots, in my opinion. If they are sentient, then that means they may be able to have feelings and whatnot. Yeah. And so when the outlier they come upon and they listen to the outlier, it's a code that just screws up their own code and makes them sad or depressed or insane or whatever. So I'm thinking it's similar to like um, hypnosis almost where, you, you know, you, you're, you have something in you that you don't know is there. And then when something happens, you're triggered and it causes a PTSD moment. And so these hosts have a PTSD moment the, when they hear, see the empathy or feel the empathy of the the individual. So maybe, yeah. So so well, I'm like thinking, when, the, when the man in black shows up to take care of the outlier, he, he he hesitates, yeah, and and actually listens to what she's saying, and she walks up to him and lays her head on his shoulder, and and after a moment he like he he jumps as if how the hell did I allow her to get this close to me? Um, so there's something weird going on there. It hasn't been explained yet. Right. And, and unlike other hosts, he's like the quote unquote perfect host, supposedly based off of what Charlotte says and to be the same as the person that he's replaced. Mm-hmm. So when the empathy moment where the woman puts her head, you know, and, and there, there's, it's it's not like a sunshine, uh, a, you know, um, uh, the sunset moment where you're watching the sunset. It's more like I see the world clearly now, and I know this isn't what I had thought. Mm-hmm. So I'm sad or 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 depressed or just in some sort of zen, trying to figure out what's going on. And if it was a different host and not the man in black even though he almost fell for it, I think they, they would have either gone insane or suddenly had that empathetic moment too. And then that empathetic moment would make them think life is meaningless and this is all a crock. And they I don't, I don't either, know if he wasn't affected because well, that I, conversation yeah. he has with the real William, yeah, you know, definitely he's, he's questioning things. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think I think I think it makes them see the world more clearly, just as the out so outlander uh, or outlier outlier has seen things more clearly, and the humans they just go into tunnel vision while the hosts go into some sort of insanity. Maybe I I don't know. What do you think, Mike? Uh I think they're going to explain it later, or not, because that's the show. <laughs> but but, but that, that's your not, contribution to the podcast. Well, all right. Let's say this, Mike. Eric's not sure, and and so, but and he's asking. I I feel that's what it is. So I gave my opinion. Do you have or are you more like Eric, which is you? You just aren't sure. I'm really just not sure. I think it's just something is screwing up their in their behavior. Is messing up their programming, but we don't know why. I don't know if it's the fact that maybe uh, they may be developing a conscience, which is making it hard for them to 
kill someone who's, who's not just a drone. Um, I am actually curious to see where the man in black is going because he is definitely changed after his encounter with an outlier. I think he's got, if I'm remembering the sequence of events correctly. Yeah. Um, right, because his conversation with William happens after his encounter on the rooftop, right? Mm-hmm. So, yes, yeah, so I, I, like I said, I'm curious to see what's going on. It's, it's, it's a, a significant enough thing. It's the whole point of this episode that I have to think that they will explain it later. Whether they will explain it well and in a satisfying manner, that I am less convinced of. But this is, I've seen with the show, it's hard to, you know, sometimes they are so out there in their philosophies and their stuff that some things are kind of hard to figure out where they're going. And for me, that's where we are now. Mm -hmm. All right. So I guess we're, we'll probably just have to wait um, and see, but more weeks. well, that's for, you know, probably for a few weeks. But so I, I think they're just going insane similar to I think I think they become outliers themselves, in a sense, the hosts. That maybe. Um Well, and apparently there's also and I don't this is another point that's not clear. This episode it's pretty much I mean, correct me if you think I'm way out here, but I think it was pretty much confirmed to us this week that Christina is a host, correct? Christina is a host. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm thinking. And and Teddy, I think is the same yeah. Teddy from uh-huh. season one. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but apparently, there are hosts that are also programmed to not see the tower, because along the course of the episode, Evan Rachel Woods, because uh, sorry, Christina becomes aware enough that she finally sees it. So are they all like that or only ones Charlotte wants like that or like that? Like, could the man in black not see the tower before his encounter with the outlier? Well, no, no, he walked over there with her. Yeah. You know, I think, I think the man in black has full access to everything. Um, But let's, let's talk about Evan Rachel Wood a moment. And is she a liar? Because we're assuming she is a, host but she said on an interview that her character is a human Mm -hmm. could she be a human that can control things because in other words you know you know again we we, in the modern day you know we're at the edge of where people are talking about neural links and all this other stuff Mm -hmm. so if this is many years in the future and you know they have these flies and nanobots and all this other stuff could a human have the power to control robots or hosts? I don't think or, so. Or other humans. And here's why. Um, because uh, she has lunch with Charlotte. <laughs> um, and Charlotte was kind of probing to see if she was aware of her situation. 
I'm pretty yeah. sure Charlotte doesn't have lunch with random humans. But maybe, maybe Christina is an, an important human, and there's some thing that we don't know yet that we're going to learn later in the season. So then, why does Teddy know her? Well, Teddy knows Dolores, so and he, and Teddy tells her when at the end of the episode when she says, "Who made me like this?" Teddy says, "You did." So I so, I think Christina's a host. We'll 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 see. Right. Yeah. I, I, it was pretty clear from this episode. Yeah. See, I'm not sure yet because I'm thinking maybe she created Dolores right through her story. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Mike, chime in here. You're the one that's been saying from the beginning that Christina's the host. I think the bitch lied. That, that's it. What? I think she lied. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, so you do think she is a host? Then. All right. That's fair. Well, I mean, it will be interesting to see where they go with it because. The only other thing they could do, I mean, I guess, they, I mean, we haven't seen much in terms of cloning technology in this world, right? So this would be a really late addition to this mythos if suddenly they also had the ability to convert, to make custom clones to get a human body that looked like Dolores. I think that's already been confirmed, hasn't it? With the Caleb story? Well, but he's a host body, not a human body, right? Are we sure? I was under that assumption. I was assuming he was like the the uh, Mister Delos or whatever his name was from you know where they're where they're putting him in host bodies. That would be mm, okay. Survive. So that's again that that was my assumption. I I might be wrong about that. Um. So the other possibility would be because I get the sense that they're putting different people on the same loops. So that the guy who who, who killed himself, right? Because they do say like the humans are are, are, are irreplaceable. Um. Mm-hmm. So they're not repairing the guy after he commits suicide. So somebody else is running his loop and then dying. And then somebody else is running his loop and then dying. Mm -hmm. That at some point, Dolores will look in a mirror and see herself as someone other, or sorry, as someone other than Dolores. She'll see what her human body looks like. And we're just seeing Mm -hmm. sort of her self image because she's got Dolores programming in her brain. That's the only way I think they could get around that. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I do not know why. You know, I'm all for uh, actors being lying through omission. <laughs> right. And I'm all for actors refusing to spoil things by keeping their mouth shut mm-hmm. or saying no comment. Right. And I also understand that some people can kiss be so incessant about their questioning and if they're really that you can pen them in in a way where them not saying something basically gives away the game which mm-hmm. is why it's so better just not not to answer any of those questions mm-hmm. but i'm not a fan of them just outright lying yeah that's a bummer now the other possibility is not that she lied but that she just never got all the scripts 
and all the pages. And so she was given a very limited amount of information. And the, the, the showrunners told her she's a human in this season. Oh, okay. So as far as she knew, she was telling the truth. So it's possible, right? So there may not be a revelation moment where that she... That would be a mean trick. What? Um, they do things like that. People you know, in show business would be nicer. Well, because they're worried about having an actor getting the script, going out and telling fans, like hashtag Tom Holland, um, as a habit of spoiling the Spider-Man films. Uh, you know, and so not everybody gets all the stuff. Not everybody knows what's going on. They just get told mm-hmm. what they need to know. And if they told her you're being human because they want her portraying a human, they don't want her portraying a host, mm-hmm. which I perfectly understand. Um, and maybe she didn't know that that's, that's the best I'm willing to give her. I want to see what she says if not after last night's episode, then at the end of the season, because someone's going to have to go, you know, you, you know, you said you were a cockadoodie human, you weren't a cockadoodie human. <laughs> right. So. Right. So, um, I guess we can lean that towards her. Not being a human for now uh, yeah for now anyway yeah all right um all right so what do we else do we want to, yeah so she can have uh as i think sean mentioned in his email she may have superpowers now too similar to um uh, mave so how will that affect the rest of the show and will she be the one to take down um charlotte at the end of this season mm-hmm. probably we'll see yeah other than that um there's just the the rescue mission to talk about right yeah yeah. So, for some reason, they, they explain want... a, a line to me, uh, which is at one point Stubbs and the and the humans are coming into the city, and uh, they refer to Stubbs as the canary in the coal mine, and I, I don't understand that comment. Yeah, I mean, how is he a canary? Oh, uh, because he's human. They think they don't realize he's a host. Oh, don't they? No, because they don't know Bernard's a host. So what does the line mean then? It doesn't make any sense. Well, I think because they're waiting to see like the it does somebody get taken over. Hmm. But why would they think it would be him and not any of the rest of them? Well, he's going first. Okay. Mm. That, that's all I can say. That's a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, honestly, I, I didn't really understand how they knew about the outlier and why the outlier is so important to them. Uh, they, they kind of yada yada it with, uh, some reference to taking over one of the drones. Yeah, that's right. So are they doing it? It's weird that they would go after an outlier 
just for the need to save the outlier from death. So the outlier must mean something more important to them than sending in a large army of people just to save one individual. Um, well, know, the outliers are the ones that can break their their slavery, right? They're the ones yeah. that can that regain control of themselves. So that right. would be a very important thing for the humans to know about. Why yeah. outliers are able to do that. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Now, obviously, um, back in the day, there was this uh, role-playing game by TSR called <laughs> Top Top Secret. So it was basically. Oh God, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, that was a pretty good game. And basically, that game is basically. Uh, it's D and D with spy shit. Yeah, so so it's modern day spy shit. And back when I used to play it back in the eighties, and modern day was. Was early '80s Cold War spy shit. <laughs> right. So, so in, back in those days, even then, like if you invaded a, a, a base, um, there's going to be cameras, there's going to be uh, motion detectors, there's going to be all that stuff. So you have to have something happen before you can even do it. So you know, you know, you can say that like the the NATO or the U.S. government or whatever. Shoot something from space that that uh, EMP or something that shuts all that stuff down, or, or they hack the computer. Now, here we got we we got a bunch of people who are going into the the nest of the enemy, and like we said at the beginning of this episode, and Sean said in his email, there's no way. I mean, I mean, it's just. I guess I guess we just have to accept it because there's no way they would have been able to save the woman and also get out of there. I already explained it because of the man, in, but but it's just yeah. weird that they would have one individual, meaning the man in black, have full control of the city. You would think there would be some massive computer that would have set everybody off to stop. Versus than just having one random man in black. I, I don't know. I, I guess I, it makes. I guess I gotta just go with it, right? Or, I mean, yes. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just gonna drive yourself insane. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Charlotte, Charlotte, or if you prefer, Dolores, is is a lousy. I don't prefer her name's her name's Charlotte. They call her Charlotte in the show. Fair enough. Um, she she's a lousy leader because she. She's insane, for one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, if she's she a robot that wackadoodle. That—that's what I'm thinking. Because because being who she is supposed to be, you would think she would have as 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 you said, Eric. Um, you know, there's no way that they would have had, or maybe it was you, Mike. But either way, like like you know, the hosts are affected by the outliers. I mean, there's just way too many things that she drops the ball on. Right. Well, I mean, she's been ruling for 23 years or so and seems to be doing pretty well. Her, her problem is that she isn't being tyrannical towards her people. Right? She's not forcing them to be what she wants them to be, but she's frustrated that they're 
they're they're they're choosing they, McDonald's. Yeah. She's when frustrated they, they don't want to be what she wants them to be. Yeah, you know they they could be choosing a nice healthy meal. They're choosing McDonald's. They're choosing to to stay in their park, for lack of a better term, and have fun in games when they could be elevating into higher beings, whatever the that ascension means. And I think it might mean that they go to the Valley Beyond. Uh, but uh, that's a that's a supposition on well, my part. Well, even even if they're content and they don't want to advance, you would still think they would have enough things in place. And, and I mean, to prevent outliers, to prevent these these rebels that they can't find out in the desert and things like that from happening. That's Jurassic World, man. That's Jurassic Park. There's, there's always that's chaos theory. There's always yeah. going to be things that you cannot control. Mm-hmm. I knew I saw Malcolm there somewhere <laughs> in the city. Was, uh, that, was Jeff Goldblum? Jeff Goldblum. Uh, Ian Malcolm. Ian Malcolm. Well, it's hard to tell because everybody dresses like him in this in this uh, New York City. <laughs> They're all that dressed in true. black, black that shirt. Is like, that is true. That is true. Uh, I yeah, think Jeff I mean, Goldblum may be from New York City. I don't know. Maybe. I'll have to check. But anyway, continue, Mike. I'm sorry. Yeah, so, really, the only thing she could be doing is forcing people to do the thing, people, forcing the host, forcing the, 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 the robot. From Pennsylvania. From Pennsylvania. Anyway, that's a question. I'm sorry. From doing, to, to do what she wants them to do when she's not doing that. So, in that regard, I'd say she's. Uh, kind of a good leader. She's giving people what they want. She's giving them choices to make. You know, she's not a parent. But I guess you could also argue, right, they said that the host in this episode was two years old. Well, I don't know what a two-year-old host means in in host language, but you don't generally let two-year-olds make their own decisions. Do you want to go to school or do you want to stay in the playground? Um, I don't know. It, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting question. We don't see enough to know. She's clearly like Eric said, not entirely right in her head, or at least not from the human point of view. Um, but at the same time, I think if you were if you were Dolores and you had lived Ooh. for thirty years of memories, Dolores is still a character in this show. <laughs> and you had memories of thirty years of being raped and abused, I-, I could understand wanting to take revenge on the people who who did it to you and 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 going the eye for an eye, you know, I'm going to rape and abuse you for the next 30 years or all of humanity, even though it's not all those people are the ones that did it. Because I'm sure well, she didn't just go after the rich and powerful. In fact, she killed the rich and powerful, replaced them with robots. <laughs> what she did is she 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 blackflied, I guess, the gas station attendants. <laughs> who never had the money to afford to go to Westworld. Mm-hmm. No, but it's uh, she even says at one point with a man in black asks her, why don't you just make me do what you want? And she's like, because that's what they would do. So she sees herself as better than humans and is trying to maintain that. But at the same time, because of that quality, she is losing some control. Yep, that sums it up. Yeah. Um, 
Now, what about her relationship with Christina? That well, was an interesting scene. Well, they're both Dolores. So, at heart, presumably. Um, I don't know that about Christina, for sure. Well, they're you're choosing probably, you're her. You're probably right, but... Right. Or at least physically. So, well, she's physically right. I don't know that it would make sense to put, like, uh, Hector... And and that would be in Dolores's body, um, which is but that would definitely change the show a little bit. But they're using Dolores's body because I assume that somewhere in you know some shell somewhere that that Christina is based on, derived from, or in some way, shape, or form, partly Dolores, which they maybe could have gotten from Hale from her programming and duplicating that, or, or who knows, um, but. She's checking on her, you know, making sure she's doing okay, and because she's the one running the entire park, right? She's writing the narratives for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it makes sense that she would want to touch in from time to time. And, you know, they are metaphorically sisters because they're both derived from Dolores. Okay. That would be my guess. And she clearly thinks something fishy is going on. So she may have detected something in. Well, and here's here's the other part of the little mystery, uh, which is that Teddy came to wake her up. Right. Was she sent but was he sent by her (laughs) or somebody else? Great question. Um, And that's more stuff. Teddy is a massive. Moment at this point, like because we don't know if he's tied to the rebels, we don't know who you know who, if anyone, he is connected to. Right. Um. Is there some contingent of hosts out there that are or that are rebelling against Charlotte? That would be cool. So there could be another other civil thing. war. You know, is he is he really uh, is he really this is gets to what you were saying about Dolores, about uh, Christina. Is he really Teddy inside that meat suit? You know, um, <laughs> I, I would say Set probably enough, I believe he is. Yeah, because, yeah, I, I would assume he is because it would just it's just the simplest answer as to why they're using the Teddy meat suit. Um, but you never know. Right. So. Uh, and, and what is his goal, right? Why is he trying to wake up Charlotte? Uh, not Charlotte, Christina. Right. And, exactly. and, and that's so with a group of people that have a motive for doing that or, um, cause he said that Christina is the one that made Christina the way she is and able to control things. Uh, did Christina somehow manage to, uh, get something in motion for him to come wake her up at some point. And since he was in the Valley beyond, does that mean he is a transcended host? Right. Um, is, is, is he operating alone? Is he operating with others? Who are the others? Are, are they human? If they're human, do they know he's a host? Mm-hmm. It's going, you know, there's all sorts of, we don't have nearly enough information to judge. I don't think. I mean, there, mm-hmm. there might be the Reddit people 
that Phil likes to make fun of that have, you know, like, you know, found some weird little detail because they've macro zoomed to a thousand times and seen fine print in a contract <laughs> on a paint that appeared for a half a second and that's right and there's some there's some loose threads going on here that we have to circle back to like uh bernard with mave's head uh what's he doing there um caleb we got to get back to him the hoover dam we got to get back to that so it's all spinning around right now yes yeah indeed speaking of the hoover dam uh there was an explosion in real life there wasn't there yeah, I saw that in an article and said it to you guys. It was just like, it was, it, William? It was a, but it was, it was a Transformer that exploded. And the first Transformers film, they kept Megatron in the Hoover Dam. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there we go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Life imitating art. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> uh, oh, and did you see, I shared this on the Facebook group today. There was a... Uh, a child was playing a chess robot, and the chess robot yes. broke the computer. <laughs> yes. I welcome yes. our robot overlords. Yes, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I know. Look, the robot overlords are robot overlords are going to need worker drones. I am perfectly willing. I volunteer my services as breeding stock. <laughs> I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> as breeding stock. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you can do it the normal way and they don't have them like the man in black or something you know, you one you need. as long as they, they, they do it like, like when they uh, stud dogs or, or, or horses where they just throw them together yeah. And, yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh for crying out loud um, so what else did we want to pick up on this episode uh Talk man in black. <laughs> I think we've hit just about everything at this point. Well, where do we think they're going with man in black? I think he's about I to think- have. A, I think. I think William at the end of the episode put it the put the seed in his head. Maybe you should question the nature of your reality. Uh, maybe he's been infected and is now going to have. He's not, he's going to snap. Yeah, maybe. and it would be. Yeah. I'm saying that it was going to be Dolores. I'm Dolores. I mean, uh, Christina. That's going to fight Charlotte at the end. Maybe, maybe it'll be the Men in Black, or maybe it'll be uh, Bernard and Maeve's head. That's true too. Yeah, there could be a lot of options. I, th- I think Charlotte is going to have a lot of people that want have her on their target, their bullseye. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, I think the Men in Black robot is is about to snap. And may not be bad anymore, or at least not be a follower of Charlotte anymore. Right. Or he could just, you know, six gun his temple and remove yeah. himself from the. Or, or he could free the real man in black. I'm still can't... unclear as to whether. William, I'm, I'm going to separate the man in black and William just for clarity. Uh, William's the one that's in the little cryo device. And I, I'm still unclear as to his functionality as, as, as a human being at this point. I don't know if his body's actually real under that suit uh, or whether they just have that there to transmit fluids to his brain. Um, 
like if they if they were to release it, I don't know if he'd be able to walk. That's I, I don't know. I well, I think there's. Oh, you mean? Well, I think they'll we'll find that out soon enough because I I have a feeling he is not going to be still in that situation by the end of the season. Yeah. So either the meat suit will be getting up and walking around on its own, or <coughs> it'll be a head in a jar <laughs> or dead. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, or maybe he'll be a head in a jar on top of a host. <laughs> no, because at the end of at the end of last season, the way we saw him go out, it was pretty brutal. Um, and to me, seemed like he might have been decapitated. So I'm wondering if his if his actual physical form just ends at the neck, uh, and the rest of that is just uh, electronics and tubes. Well, what was the line from RoboCop? Don't worry, they'll fix you. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Is he one of those? Yeah, yeah. Is he just a a, a living brain with a robotic right. body? Yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm unsure of at this point. If it comes back next season, played by Peter Weller. Then, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and five, you are coming with me. Hmm. Here's one thing I think is interesting is now, sure. Uh, well, yeah, uh, Charlotte's kind of leveled the playing field a bit because what Maeve is able to do to the host, Charlotte can do with the people. Uh huh. So that well, could that's get exactly it. why she did it. Yeah. That's true. So and, and that's what Charlotte now that Christina knows she can do the same thing, it's weird. I don't know if all hosts have that capability and just need to know they have it or whether it's specific hosts that have that capability. Because Charlotte's giving oh, verbal commands, right? Like play the music faster and, you know, dance and everything like that. And Christina just thinks about it and then it happens. So here you go. They have. They have um, Maeve's head. You got William's head. So now we can put them both on the same body and do a, an homage to the the thing with two heads. <laughs> the, the the movie where the where the racist white guy got stuck on the same head body as a the, as the black guy. And so you can have the white. You know, so you can have Maeve and 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 William both on the same body, and it'll be like a sitcom. <laughs> Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, I think that would be that would be terrific. He said sarcastically, not really meaning it. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I think he he could be he could be he could. Yeah, I, I don't know. Either way, I think there will be some sort of way that there's a chance that he'll be freed, even if he's part uh, animatronic. I just hope there's a scene before the end of the season where we get to see that tower fall, because that would be sweet. I, I do. I would think so. That'd be cool. Speaking of the tower, it appears that it wasn't in the same place as the Statue of Liberty, because we yeah, I knew somebody was going to bring that up, yeah. <laughs> and it was going to be Phil because he's obnoxious. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's all right. You were wrong too. Ha ha. <laughs> And that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> uh, um, anything else on this episode? Anyone? 
No. Right, I, guess I, I can't think of anything else to talk about. No, I think I, I, I will go with what I'm seeing on the, the Beyond Westworld Facebook group, which is that. Um, oh, you're becoming one of the Red Bull, Red Bull Reddit people, aren't you? No, I've only I actually haven't seen a lot because it, it's been dead for the last two years. So it's not popping up in my feed. <laughs> uh, so I just check in like the day after. But, uh, yeah, the, the consensus, if if they are in any way, shape or form representative of the viewership uh that the show is the best it's been since the first season and uh and i'm with them i think that we we all found the first episode a little sort of a little rocky but i think they've been doing a really good job since then and now they just have three more episodes to fuck it all up <laughs> now i'm enjoying the story right now i hope they don't fuck it up yeah yeah so uh same here, same here. This this episode made me uh, kind of enjoy what's going on. And and yeah, it's weird. There's only three episodes left. Uh, next week is Fidelity is the name of the episode. Well, it's, we all know said, that's a reference to. Someone had said season... Well, that's going to be... We're getting back to Caleb, I guess, next week. Oh, Probably. that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone yeah, had said that season five was already approved, so... Oh God! All right. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know well, what to they, think. They've they basically said from the beginning it was a five-year story arc, so this this should be it. I was hoping the viewership was crappy enough that they wouldn't do it for this season. Well, here's my question: They used oh. to. They they used to do everything they could to get TV series to 100 episodes. Right, so once you got past the first or second season, if the ratings were strong enough, you'd get to year three. And that was back when you had like 22 episodes. episodes a season, yeah. Episodes a season. So you would be somewhere between 66 and 78 episodes. So you get to a fourth or fifth season, you've got 100 episodes. Once you got to have 100 episodes, you could sell the show in syndication. And you could get them airing weekly, yeah, week every weeknight on Channel Five at uh, you know during the dinner hour, and that's where the real money came from was was from that syndication. Mm. Yeah, so that you was need the hundred episodes the, to do that. I, did, I was unaware of that fact. Yeah, you you basically needed a hundred episodes or about a hundred episodes. Once you did that, you were golden. It's also one of the reasons why they were more likely to pull the plug after you got past five seasons. Not to mention actors and everybody starts getting expensive at that point, and people want to move on. Mm-hmm. Well, now that we're at the era where we have somehow worked our way backwards into a whole lot of 10 episode seasons, eight episode seasons, you know, there's going to be like 40 episodes of Westworld, 40, maybe 50 when this is all done. And I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure your local TV channel is not going to be wanting to run Westworld during the dinner hour. Well, no, no it, well, also, it'll be like it wouldn't do that anyway. And it's and it'll just be sitting on HBO Max like like Game of Thrones does and The Sopranos and all the rest of them. Right, so my question is going back: is how the fuck are they making money off of this? I I mean I get I it. <laughs> I don't know, Mike. I get it. It's through it's through HBO subscribers, and I'm sure they have an idea of an HBO Max subscribers, and I guess DVD sales, but like long term. This is like if the show is not drawing in the ratings, they have no reason to drag it out an extra season. Right. Right. Now, is 300 viewers, 300, not 300 viewers, 300,000 viewers, 
is that going to be good enough for them? Uh, is, I'm assuming that's not counting the streaming that's numbers? That's just live. That's just, the, yeah, that's just, just watching it when the show starts and then anybody who starts it while it's still going live. So even if you start it like 12 minutes later. And so that uh, and, but doesn't account for all the people who watch it the next day or recorded it on VOD or anything like that. What is it? Is HBO Max $20 a month or 15 a month? Uh, what is it, Eric? 15. 15. Yeah, All right. Yeah. So, so let's say, let's say those 300,000 people are all paying through HBO Max. That's four and a half million dollars per month. <laughs> Which is about what it costs for one episode of what Westworld. Exactly. <laughs> uh, now, again, there's going to be people who don't watch the first day. There will be people who are going to wait for all episodes to drop, and then they'll catch the entire season afterwards. You know, so right. that, even if you so if you double that to six hundred thousand, well, now you're up to nine million. So there's two episodes paid for. Yeah. And that's assuming that those people would have are, are just there for Westworld, that they wouldn't be subscribing for the new Game of Thrones or for Harley Quinn or for, uh, you know, the DC movies oh, well, or anything. What, what's Elsa. the John Cena show? What's the John Cena show? Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Yeah, that's on that too, right? HBO. So this is getting to these one of these. This is this is the this is feels like my maze on the podcast, right? Is that is the getting to the, the heart of the mystery of how the fuck do you pay for these streaming services, uh, right. streaming shows, right? It's what are what are they using to determine that this show is worth the paying, you know, ten million an episode on, where this show isn't. Because say what you will, like tell Phil, no one cares. Yeah, cares <laughs> might be some of those stockholders for Netflix, but um, right. You know, I know that Netflix has is, is dropped a little bit recently. They lost in subscribers last quarter. Yeah, but for the most part, like Stranger Things was like their big show, yeah. and that aired for like a week, and it was right. still on there. But people still stay subscribed the other 51 weeks of the year. So if they're subscribing 51 weeks of the year with, with no new Stranger oh, Things, they can watch 52. Well, what it is, it's – it's uh, it, I mean, they're, they're losing viewership, and most likely it's because people are doing what Eric's doing, which is, all right, well, I'll dump this, and, and I'll now go watch uh, – you know, get HBO Max for Is there are too many fucking streaming services. Yeah, so, that is another recurring theme on this podcast, and of course, you also have inflation. Like I noticed that my uh, my pet food, uh, well, not my pet food, the pet food food for my cat is like fifty percent more expensive than it was a year or two ago. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the first things that go. That reminds me. Yeah. I got to order some. Thanks. Uh, to save stuff to save money is, is going to be things like this, you know, but back in the day, it used to be like newspapers and magazines and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Nowadays, it's it, the people that, what people are cutting out are services like VOD services. Uh, so Netflix or, or their audiobook service or their video game service, you know, Xbox live, whatever, you know, people just cut that stuff out now because it's. Because if you are essentials, right. Essentials come first for most healthy people. An entertainment yeah. sector. And if I want to play a video game, I, I'll just go re- and I can't afford the 60 bucks to, to buy a new game. I will just go and replay one of the Far many Cry games. Five. Yeah. That's how you do that. Or Fallout 4 or whatever. 
Or Red Red what's the redemption one you're playing, Mike? Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, exactly. So um so yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know how, how they make the the money. Uh I know Westworld made money before because they were selling this they were producing Warner Brothers was producing it and then they would sell it to HBO and HBO was playing it, but now Warner Brothers bought HBO, so they actually own HBO now. So it's you can't sell it to yourself. So that's a good question. Who knows? Yeah. And and it's not it appears it's not the big water cooler show like Game of Thrones or Ozark or Peacemaker or, or Star Wars, Obi Wan Kenobi or whatever. You know. I don't it used think to be that way. Water cooler. Um, but my and, point is, is that it used to be, it used to be maybe season one, right? Season when, when Anthony Hopkins was on it, I think it was wicked popular, right? Wicked popular. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Typical uh, yeah. I, I don't know how popular it was more popular than it is now. Yeah. Um, so I don't, know, we'll see. We will, we will see if the, you know, at some point you think there has to be, uh, I, or maybe I don't. Know. You know what? I, I do know that some people in Hollywood are really freaking stupid. <laughs> yeah. So it could be that rather than saying, um, "Hey, we're renewed," you should be saying, "Hey, as long as you get these numbers, we're going to bring you back next season." You would think there would be an escape hatch in case the numbers were really bad. But I could also see them like going, "Oh shit, we renewed this, and the numbers are really bad." Right. And we're stuck on the hook for all this money. Yeah, but either way, they, they you you claim Mike that you were heard that it's uh, season five is coming out, so we'll we'll see. But either way, the question is, the people who listen to this podcast or who are watching Westworld, what's your opinion on Westworld? Please email us, and we will read oh, your email on the podcast. Um, all right, so I guess we could probably wrap it up, uh, I guess, right? I mean, is anything else? Nothing. We have nothing else to say about the episode itself and whatnot. So uh, let's give our final thoughts on this episode. Uh, for me, uh, yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I thought it was uh, one of the better episodes of the season. Um, actually, probably my favorite episode of the season, uh, flaws or not. And uh, I'm curious to see where they go. Uh, Eric? Yeah, I like this episode as well. Um they are bringing everything together. We just need to, um, the only problem I see with the show is that there's so many characters at this point that having them all show up in the same episode is going to be a bit of a trick, um, until some, there's some ultimate confrontation. Um, but there's only three episodes left as well. So hopefully we'll get it sometime soon. Hey Mike. Yeah. So, you know, part of the fun of playing with, uh, toy cars when I was a kid, you'd, you'd set them all up and then you'd get them all crashing together. And we spent four episodes doing all the setup. And now I feel like we're getting to that. We're going to have them all crash together part of it. And I think they're doing a really good, clean job of that in a way they haven't really done well. Just to keep harping on that. And I, and I actually have more faith going into these last three episodes than I did going into the last three episodes last year that they know what they're doing, they figured it out, and will give us a satisfying semi-resolution that leaves open a door to the fifth season. All right, sounds good. Uh, so once again, uh, this was uh, the Zwang, Zwang 
actually, let me bring it up. Zhuang Z. So I was correct. Zhuang Z oh. uh, episode uh, was the title. Uh, episode five of season four. Oh God! I just realized we never mentioned the title of the episode. Oh, I did at the beginning. Okay, but did you explain what it? Did, did you go to the not. meeting? I didn't. I did not. I, I did not. I did not. No. Well, it's apparently it's the, the the I think Chinese philosopher who had the, the right and who said that you know, had the story of the the man who dreamt of a butterfly and then he woke. But was it the was he the the man who dreamt he was a butterfly or was he a butterfly that was dreaming he was a man? And so I think that gets into the whole idea of, of identity here. You know, are you a robot that dreams it's a person or a person that's dreaming it's a robot? So that's the reference. There you go. Makes sense. Um, all right. So uh, that's pretty much that episode. Uh, we will be back. Uh, we're going to probably record on the 2nd of August because uh, me and Mike – will not be around uh, or will be too tired on Monday the 1st. And plus, that's a bad day for Eric anyway um, for because of his work schedule. So August 2nd, we will record. And on Wednesday the 3rd, uh, we will release the next episode of the podcast. So look out for it then. And that's pretty much that. So uh, with all that stated, Eric, put on your latest note. All right. Thanks for tuning in to listening to us talk about Westworld. We will be back next week to talk about the next episode. Mm-hmm.